Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Fins Up podcast. I am your host, Terry, and I am joined by my handsome colleague, as always, Mr. Sato Dan. Dan, how you doing, buddy? Man, I'm doing better than I was Sunday night. Great trip, shit result. How you doing, my friend? I'm doing really good. You know, as, as you said, the dust settled and you can, you can look back at this game now and, you know, really think about what went right, what went wrong, who were the standout performers for us. It's the, it's the same three again for mine this week, and we'll go into that a little bit later on. But um, it's a little bit of a different podcast tonight. We threw a question out on Twitter, um, and Dan, you'll tell us what that question is uh, very shortly. Um, and I put that question to our good friends on sharksforever.com. And it's actually gone a lot better than I thought it would. You know, normally when we put something in that podcast thread, we get maybe one or two questions and, um, you know, it doesn't really go anywhere. But we had long debates, two or three page debates on Royce Hunt. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've left the questions about Royce Hunt towards the end. Um, But some really good questions. I've picked the, the the best from the sample size, and, and you've obviously picked the best from Twitter as well. So, Dan, what was the question that we posed to Sharks fans today? So, on Twitter earlier, I put a, uh, a poll up that was responded by 223 voters, which is good considering it was an eight-hour poll, and I posted it earlier this morning. Uh, so, straight up, I asked, did we overrate, and are we overexpecting the Sharks to deliver in 2023? I asked people to have the say. The four options were the Sharks are no good, the Sharks are slow starters and it's all sweet. Waiting on Nico and the fourth was a derp. I'm a Panthers troll, which was for people who just wanted to click the results and see see where we're at. Uh, look, we did get quite a few smart-ass comments, but actually got a lot of away fans who put their thoughts in. So we'll throw to those two if you want. But uh, look, it was an overwhelming response, really. And the result was waiting for Nico with almost 40%. Then slow starters all sweet with 27. Then a little bit further back, we had no good at 24. And then we had, obviously, the troll vote, which was 8%. So it sounds like, mate, everyone thinks we'll be sweet with the return of the great Nico Hines. Now, before we go into this, I'm going to let you know that I clicked on the we are slow starters. And I know last year we lost our first game, uh, won three in a row, and then lost to the Roosters. And I think we, we had a little bit of a slump uh, in there where we went win-loss, win-loss. But I just want to bring it back to um, the greatest season of our life in 2016. Mm-hmm. We were one and two after three rounds before we went on an absolutely mental run. Yep. And we were really healthy in the first three rounds now. In the first three rounds here, we've had Wade Graham suspended. We've had plays injured, Jack. Uh, Williams got ruled out um, for a week with HIA. And obviously we haven't had the best player on our team and the best player in the game uh, not playing. So I went for the slow starter route. We never win round one. And I think the last time we round one, we won round one, which was 2021, we missed the finals. So give it a slow start. Um, look, I, I didn't vote because it was my poll and you can't. But look, I, I would have gone the Nico route. I agree with the majority. I think you put him in and it changes a lot. Just before we do get in, into this discussion, we would put a, a disclaimer up that it is round three. We're not riding the Sharks off yet, and we'll, we'll tell you why as we get into it. But we just want to ask these questions because for as long as I can remember, except maybe 2016 and possibly even 2017, and towards the end of 2018, Cronulla have been the same team. We're the gritty team who win more games than we probably should. 
but we lose the middle, our discipline's terrible, and we can't hold the ball. And we're starting to see that again, which is why we're asking this question now. Because the two losses we've had have come under well undermanned teams and everything's gone our way. You know, the old refereeing decision aside, and, and I don't look too much into that, but I mean players that Papalese and Kotricks that have torn us up in the past were missing. You know, we had Totola miss 99.9% of the first round game. So I feel they've been a little underwhelming, which which prompted this, and we'll get into the discussion, but I don't, I don't want to hear this, oh, these guys are writing the sharks off, blah, blah, blah. No, there's a reason we're here. We travelled to Canberra, and we're going to the Dragons this week, so we're not here to write the sharks off. We just want a proper discussion, which Terry, yeah, of course, uh, will lead us into. I, I, I do like the route that you have around Nico Hines, and there was a... There was a um... I'm not sure if it was a question or a statement that was made on Twitter, and I hope, you know, I said I would respond to it. So just let me bring it up. Before we start asking the questions, I just want to rebut one of the statements that was made to us on Twitter, and I've got to find it, but my phone reset. So bear with me. It was from Alex underscore RW09, who said, Nico isn't going to fix the poor discipline and defensive issues. And I said, I like this. I'll rebut it on Fins Up tonight. So he, you're absolutely right. He's not going to fix the ill discipline and the defensive issues. What Nico would fix is the amount of ball that we have, which means if we have more ball than the oppositions, we won't need to be ill-disciplined and we won't be defending. And what I mean by that, Go back to round one against South Sydney. It's six all. We have a lot of ball on South try line, and we played hero ball and we try to score on every play and we make mistakes. This is where you, you need someone like Nico Hines to come in and build pressure and you know force those repeat sets. You know, turn the ball over a meter out from their line and you know force the error, make sure that we've got the ball, but. What what Nico also does is he kicks long and he kicks early and he kicks the ball into touch. And so what that does there is it gives us time to reset, gives us time to get our shape back, and it just gives us time. And I feel with Nico we would have more ball, we would have more opportunities, and then there'd be less, um, less chances for us to be ill-disciplined and us to have the defensive issues. Now, the flip side of the counterpoints, that would be but we would make more errors. I honestly think that this team, going back and watching the three games, because I have gone back and watched them again in the last 48 hours, and I don't know why I do it to myself, but this team has made a lot of errors because they play a lot of pressure footy because they just don't have that person there to make the killer blow. Mm-hmm. They don't have that person. Well, we've got the people to make the killer blow, but we don't have the person there at the moment who's just throwing those jabs for 10 rounds before he knocks you out. Mm-hmm. And so that's my rebuttal to with Nico comes so much more to this team. Like everyone grows a leg, they get 15% better. Mm-hmm. And that's my rebuttal to it. Look, I 100% agree. Very, very valid question because even with Nico last year, I mean, we were, we'll give my penalties. But I always go back to the best time for our forwards to rest is while Nico's lining up a conversion where we've just scored. That happens more with Nico there. There are touches of class where, as you said, we're turning the ball over a metre out from the line. We're kicking early. You know, the Ramians, Nico, Moylan are running up, making that first tackle. Defence sets, no fatigue, no penalties. 
that's been our our major bugbear all, all year. It, it always is as a Cronulla fan. I don't know how it is for other teams. I fully admit, I watch every game of rugby league that I, I physically can, but I don't watch thinking, oh, what if they did this? What if they did that? Oh, i got to keep a penalty count, etc., etc. I go back and have a look when I'm preparing my zero tackle stuff for Monday, Tuesday, and so on, but I'm not watching with the same intent as the Sharks. We just seem to be giving away penalties in six against, especially on late tackles. The amount of time it gets to four and we give a, late, a six again, that's where the major, major point of my frustration comes from. That's where the fatigue comes from. This weekend we're going to play, I think it's supposed to be 22 degrees at kickoff, which is legitimately what 15 degrees less than what oh, yeah. we were in Canberra on kickoff. Um, so I think well, it'll be a different game this year, uh, this week rather, but... Definitely, Nico Hines coming back changes everything. I could go on for another 20 minutes. I won't, but I expect to see everything change in every regard because of the way he runs the game. Yeah, so what, very well put. What, what we're going to do now, thanks for the question as well, Alex, if that's your real name, I'm not too sure. I, this is the first interaction I've had with you on Twitter today, and uh, very glad it was a positive one. What we're going to do now, Dan, is I'm going to take a question from Sharks Forever and Fire to you, and we'll both answer it, and then you take a Twitter question and fire it to me, and we'll just go backwards and forwards. Absolutely. I'm questions, and you, you may have more than me. We'll just see how this runs out. So the first one is, uh, well, it's more of a statement into a question. It says, I think the answer to this is we're absolutely brilliant when we're firing and we're a lot better than we are. But it's a rare occasion. What is this? Is it mental or is it just the people playing at their level at the moment? And I think that's right. I think it's just the people playing at their level at the moment because we don't have Nico Hines. And you're right, when we're firing, we're absolutely brilliant. Mm-hmm. But... When it's bad, it's really bad. Yeah, 100%. Like, we've got, we've got players that, in Talakai, Rami and Ronaldo, who can blow a game open. So I, I definitely think... Look, I do think Cronulla are mentally a little bit... Weak's the wrong word, but I think we are more prone to mistakes than a lot of other clubs. I don't know what to put it down to. We've got a very, very, you know, an experienced coach in in fact that he's played 300 games and World Cups and Tests and Origins, etc., this is a bloke who got an apprenticeship under, you know, one of the best coaches in the game, Trent Robinson. He's come to Cronulla and had a brilliant season, but he didn't really face any adversity last year, so maybe it's an inexperienced thing. Maybe he he hasn't got the, not the goal, but maybe, maybe he just doesn't have it in him to say, oi, Royce Hunt, you got, you know, Symbian, you were stupid. Um, see you later, go to Newtown. I, maybe, maybe it's that. Maybe they're not worried for their, their roles. Maybe it was just, uh, we'll just see where we are after three weeks and wait till Nico comes back. That's how I view it. I don't, for a second, think that's the way they've been playing or their mindset. I just feel like when it gets tough and we concede penalties, we're conceding tries. Whereas last year, we conceded a penalty, and I'd be like, oh, who cares? We'll defend it anyways. This year, I think every time we've conceded a penalty, then a six again, we've conceded. And if not, it's close. I think that's a frailty. I go back to attitude with Talakai getting run over by Ilias. You can't tell me for one second Lachlan Ilias is tough, is is stronger than Sifa Talakai because he's not. It's an it, it's an attitude thing. Talakai hits him, plants him, folds him, forgets to jump on him and complete the tackle. Ilias gets up and they score. Matt Moylan on the weekend, we were right in line where he got Tomoko'd over by Tomoko, who you know he's decent centre, but he, he's not Stephen Crichton, he's not Joey Manu, and Moylan grabbed it at him. His arms were there, and he did the usual missed tackle. Ah, oh, fuck. Happens every time when Moyle misses a tackle. 
drives me absolutely crazy. You know, the guy, the guy's in his 30s. He's in peak fitness. He's looking great. He should be strong enough to make that tackle. If not, he should be standing there in front and stopping the momentum. So, yeah, look, I think it's definitely an attitude thing. But I also think that, you know, it, it is 35 degrees. They don't really train for this. If this happens in six weeks' time when it's a bit cooler, I'll be a lot more angry than I am now. Yeah. Thank you for going off on an absolute rant and tangent there, Dan, and we'll try and cut your microphone off next time. My rebuttal to one of those points there was it was 35 degrees, but it wasn't just 35 degrees for Cronulla. It was 35 degrees for Canberra as well, and they just handled those conditions a lot better than us. Uh, what's your first question for the night? Well, look, uh, Michael Murray, these, these are more statements. So he's a fan of another team. He said they played three final sides from last year, beaten one of them, and this is way above what they managed last year in terms of win percentage against good sides, which is actually a good point. He said you should be thrilled. Now, I'm just going to hover real quickly. I can't see who he supports, but he does make a good point in that we didn't meet many teams last year that were, were much chopped. So what are your thoughts on that? I think last year, from memory, North Queensland finished third and we beat them. We lost the pen. Parramatta finished fourth. We beat them. Did Parramatta, yeah, Parramatta finished fourth. We beat Parramatta. Melbourne finished fifth. We beat Melbourne. Uh, Roosters were sixth. We lost to them. Souths was seventh. We beat them. And eighth was Canberra, and we got pants by them twice. So we had about a 50% record against the top eight last year, which was better than what we ever did you know, under previous regime. But look, absolutely, you know, you started off the year, you've got Souths at home, Parramatta away, Canberra away. Not many teams are coming out of that two out of three wins. Very, very little teams are coming out of three out of three wins. So, yeah, look, a tough start to the year, but it's not the start, it's the way we've lost the games that's concerning for mine because I don't feel like, like Canberra, the Canberra game, I don't feel like Canberra beat us. I felt like Cronulla just kicked that fucking game over the grandstand. They didn't they didn't care about it. Like, they turned up to that game and went, no Xavier Savage, no Nick Kotrick. Who the hell is that in the back line? The forward pack's weak as piss. We, we just have to win this. We just have to turn up and win this game. And, and, you know, 10 minutes into it, Will Kennedy scores that try. And you're waiting for them to apply the pressure and put your foot on on the throat, but it just didn't happen. Mm. So tough start to the year with who we played, but it's it's more the manner of the losses for mine, which is concerning. Absolutely agreed. If you'd offered me one and two without Nico at this time, I, I would have taken yeah. it quite happily. Very concerned would be three and over there. It's uh, it's the fact that we played a South side who missed their two best forwards for almost all the game, and a Canberra side missing you know a lot more talent than they had out there. So it's definitely the yeah. manner of the defeats. Yeah. Uh, the next question that I have is: Are the Sharks short hard-headed forward? Um, yep, absolutely. Um, but sometimes a hard head's not necessarily a good thing because Victor Radley is considered a hard head and he's a fucking lunatic and I wouldn't want him anywhere near Cronulla. But then at the same time, Nelson and Jared Roy Hargoves are considered hard heads and I would absolutely love both of them at Cronulla. I think that 
We miss our a forward, pack leader. Our forwards are missing a pack leader. Our yeah, they can be pillows. Mm. There's a reason That's... we've gone out and signed two humongous young forwards because it's it's clear as day that our forward pack doesn't have a leader. It's not Ueli and it's not Hunt. They're the That's two biggest Toby. blokes. It's not Toby. Toby's a great number two, as you've said numerous times on here and on Outlaws. You know, Jack Williams isn't a pack leader. Ken McInnes is too small. Dalfinukin's too old. You know, and the other guys are wide run and back rowers, so they can't be pack leaders. We need a big, aggressive monster in the middle who can win the battle when the battle's being lost, and we don't have that right now. Absolutely true. Yeah. I just want to bring I want to bring this into it now. And so, to talking about Harvard, but the debate that was raged on SharksForever.com from this, and I was going to leave this at the end, but I feel this is a good segue for it now, is what is the meaning of a force a prop? Because on the weekend, Royce Hunt was tripped and pushed over and got up and tried to fight uh, Corey Horsburgh. Mm-hmm. Is that not what you want from an enforcer prop? No, that's yeah. not what I want from an enforcer prop. <laughs> and then, you know, the same people who were going backwards and forwards said, well, do you think Jared Roy Hargraves would let Corey Horsburgh get away with that? Or do you think Nelson would let him get away with that? No, I don't. And I think that had it been Hargraves uh, or Nelson, uh, I think Horsburgh would have been sat on his ass. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't have been scoring a try two tackles later. So what Royce Hunt did didn't make him an enforcer. It made him a fucking imbecile mm-hmm. because, you know, and people are saying, well, he tried to throw a punch, but Horsburgh was backpedaling and someone was standing in between them. That someone standing in between them was Tom fucking Starling. Yeah. Punch over him. Mate, yeah, I... My daughter would move Tom Starling. The only people that couldn't move Tom Starling on the weekend was fucking Sharks forward pack. It's completely true. So, mate, going, so, back, going back to enforcers, mate, I guarantee you Warrior Hargraves would have grabbed his jersey and held him up and tried to fight him, but he wouldn't have thrown a punch and he wouldn't have been sat down I, for 10 and I guarantee I, he would have made that tackle too. I guarantee you Nelson would have had him in a headlock. Yeah. There's, there's a difference between being a big, scary bloke and being an enforcer in rugby league terms. And, and, and the, the other thing as well is what Royce Hunt did was he got tripped and he got pushed over and then he got up and he tried to fight. He slapped the bloke. And then two tackles later, he watched him score a try. Mm-hmm. Now, it was Nakora who missed the tackle on Horsburg, and I get that. But Jared Ray Hargos wouldn't have let Corey Horsburgh walk from the 40-metre line to our trial line. Nope. He would have nailed him next tackle too. Nelson would have created so much of a fuss that the game would have got stopped. Mm -hmm. So that didn't make Royce Hunt an enforcer. That made Royce Hunt a fucking liability. I said on the day, keep running. Terry's contract up. We don't need shit like that. Mate, there's nothing tough. Well, I mean, there is, but there's nothing tough about... Throwing a half-ass punch, conceding a try and costing a team the game, which, you know, ultimately didn't, but it very well could have. If Canberra had played that well, they would have put us out of the game in that 10 minutes with the man advantage. That's not, not what I want in an enforcer. It's a, fair, it's a fair question, though, but no, absolutely not. Yeah, and the, the meaning the of an enforcer prop is exactly that. It's someone who strikes intimidation and someone who has the capabilities. You know, Royce Hunt got baited into that. And I, I definitely think Roy Hargraves and I definitely think Nelson get baited into that as well. The difference between the other two compared to Royce Hunt is they would have done enough to either make sure that that game was stopped or make sure that Corey Horsburgh was stopped 
and not scoring two tackles later. Yep, completely fair. What do you think, Mate, good mate of the show, Nathan Hunt. Thanks for your listening and your views, mate. Uh, I said, look, straight up, I think we've believed in our own height and have gotten ahead of ourselves. We've just rolled into games and just expecting everything to work without doing little one percenters to earn the right to do what we can do. Uh, look, definitely on the weekend, we didn't do the hard work when we had, you know, we tr- didn't try and set, uh, sorry, um, get repeat sets. We just, we ran in and we tried to send it to Katoa and say, hey, jump over this bloke's head and score one of your freaky tries in like barely no space. So I definitely think we're getting ahead of ourselves. I think we can do what we did do and should be able to do. But especially without your number one halfback, you got to work that a little bit harder. And I don't think it was there on the weekend. Yeah, so uh, I'm looking at did, did we get a bit a bit far ahead of ourselves? Look, maybe, and it, it goes back to my thought process in that us and Penrith have the two deepest uh, teams in the league, and I think Penrith have, have definitely you know have been the deepest roster in the league for a long you know for for the last three years, but they've come back to the pack now. If you have a look at our team and our uh, our reserve grade team and our Jersey flag team, it's showing that, you know, we are quite deep and we have a very, very good roster. Um, I just think, I'm going to put it back to a slow start. So last year we lost round one to Canberra. We beat Parramatta, we beat St. George, we beat the Knights, we beat the Tigers. So we were four and five, uh, four and one, and then we lost to uh, Melbourne and then the indifferent start happened of the, you know, win-loss, win-loss, win-loss. So, I fully expect us to beat the Dragons. I fully expect us to beat the Warriors, which would then make us three and two. And then after the bye, we would be on the same amount of competition points as we were in round six last year. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know if we're reading too much into it because the team's exactly the same. It's another year, and it's a very young roster. You know, it's a very, it's not as if we're an old aging roster that's got another year on, but it's a really young roster. So they should be getting better. Um, and there's a really, really good question coming up. I'll put it in, I'll, I'll, let's tie your question into mine. Mm-hmm. Is, is the deep roster a detriment? Should we cut some of the fat to sign a superstar? I. Don't know how you just cut some of the fat, but you could certainly not re-sign some people to um, to make sure that you've got that extra cap space to sign a player. I, I, I like what Fitz is doing at the moment; that he likes the foundation of you know what we've got at Cronulla, um, and then he can he can add the pieces as he goes. But the only kind of superstar that we need. He's a big forward, and I'm telling you, like I'm reading about it every day how the Dolphins are going head to head with the Storm for Nelson. Our our hands should be all over him. We should be standing in front of Nelson saying, "What's it going to take for you to come to Cronulla, and how do we get you here?" Yeah, look, in in theory, love him or loathe him, love him or loathe him, he turns our pack next level. Well, David Clemmer was the one. The fact that yeah, we missed out on him the one, yeah. hurts. Uh, going back to that question, in theory. Yes. I mean, if you could say Sione Katoa came to us and said, oh, the Tigers have up their offer, Cronulla should hold firm and say, no, we got players coming through if you don't re-sign. 
waiting waiting on someone. Like for instance, if if Joey Manu were to say, "Hey, I'm looking." Okay, you you say to players, "Look, we're going to have a go at Joey Manu. We got to free up a million dollars." So perhaps you guys should start looking around. You know, maybe you go to your Jack Williams and say, "Oi, you know, go speak to the Tigers because half our half our Newtown side legitimately makes that Tigers team." And I don't say that with any any joke, but there's no one like that available now. It's got to be the right superstar. But if someone comes up, yeah, I can definitely see that. But depth, I mean, it's round three, and look, the Dolphins are three and zero right now. They've lost Kafusi, and I think there's an, uh, Young Katoa's hurt. He might not play this weekend. You put Milford in and you put Limu Limo in and you bring someone that we couldn't even name in the car down to Canberra up on that bench, changes everything. In three weeks, have a look where they're at. In six weeks, have a look where they're at when their depth is tested and I guarantee you will be the better side. So I'm not I'm not willing to sacrifice depth just yet. I think there's a lot in Newtown that are a couple of years away from being genuine superstars. But... If you were leaning towards, do we pull Katoa's offer, stick with the youngsters, free that money up elsewhere? Yes. Uh, I just found out the most Nelson stat of all time about Nelson Silva-Solomona. It's not his run meters or his tackles or his suspensions, but he's actually born on the 29th of February. Oh, they guess so. He's really young. Hmm. Well, also the 29th of February and he comes around once every four years. That's it. That's why I'm saying he's really young. Yeah, yeah. he's about 10 or something. Mate, look. What do you offer me? So I'll, I'll hit you with a couple more statements. The majority of what I'm reading is that it's only round three. We've played some very good teams, and Nico's coming back. That's the general feeling in the replies. Uh, look, like Michael said they played three finals teams. You've beat one of them, as I mentioned. Um, Pikey, who is a, a Panthers fan, but, but quite a good one, said you're going as well as expected, right? Everyone put them six to twelve. Maybe no. overrating them. Now we didn't, but most people did. Did uh, they? Because the the majority of the people at Telegraph and Fox had a stop four again. Yeah, well, well that's fair call. I, I think he is being a bit, you know, of a troll, but I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. Nitro Love and Fool, thanks for the comment, mate. Said we really love to see your accountability on the players for having poor discipline and handing errors. Fitzy needs to show some authority to the players. I feel needs to kick up the ass and drop to reserve grade. Look, I can't think of a time last year where he dropped the player for bad form. Never really came up, to be honest. We had a very, very good season last year. I, I dare say if in three weeks Matt Moylan's missing those tackles, I think he pulls the trigger on on saying, well, it's Trindle's time now, boy. We yeah, did so we did see Cade Dykes come in, and we yeah. did see uh, Lockie Miller come in at times, mainly because of injury. So, yeah, that's something I'd like to see. Next question I have is, Matt Moylan, should Matt Moylan be offered the opportunity to play next to Nico Hines? If so, for how long until you pull the trigger on Trindle? I answered this question in the podcast. Yes, uh, Moylan has enough um, credibility points to be the number six next to Nico Hines. Mm -hmm. But I think the lucky thing for us is we play two really shit teams and then the bye. Mm -hmm. If we play terrible against, you know, if he's still terrible against the Dragons and he's still terrible against the Warriors and we get underwhelming performances and underwhelming results and God fucking help me if we do, then I think you pull the trigger on it. I, th- I think Moylan's got three games. The bye is exactly what I was going to say because last year we saw so much good from the Tarbs working together. Yeah. Yeah. And look, as, as poor as Moylan's been, and he was good against the Eels, so he's had two bad games. He was forced to play 
will overplay his hand because Nico wasn't there calling the shots. And he was looked upon as the experienced, the senior partner, where he won't be, even though he's a little bit older, he's not Nico Hines. So I think his role changes a bit. So I think we'll see an improved more on this week. But put it this way, if he has three shockers going into the bye, he's 19th man for the foreseeable future because Trindle's been very, very good. Yeah, and the other thing as well is we don't know how to use the 17th man on our team. So you could absolutely stick Moylan on the bench. And just give him 15 minutes to go and change the game. And I think towards the end of the year, you know, you, you, you may see that. In terms of Moylan, uh, just having a look on here, though, he's got three tries this, this year. And... Looks like we've lost Terry. It's going real well. So Moylan's got three tries and waiting, waiting. While we're waiting on Terry come back, I've just got a few more. Uh, look, Chairman Momo, big Canberra fan, I believe. Said if I was a Sharks fan, I'd be quite happy so far. Some brewing attack. I mean, they're missing a Dallium half. Look, 100% agree with that. Uh, Twenty Random Sharky said defense seems to go back to 2021, for example. Last year, I was near always confident we could defend our line. Uh, this year, we'll be run through every tackle. 100% agree with there, mate. Very, very much. Uh, Scotty Pride, who, of course, is from Zero Tackle. Very, very good mate of mine. And uh, uh, kind of my boss a little bit on Zero Tackle, so i got to be nice. Says, let's wait and see how many points you lose by this weekend. Then we'll make a call. Fuck off, Scott. Um, ben Island says, really deep squad. Draw about to open up. Nico coming back. Yep, agreed. Johnny, 8 Adams says, attitude's been great. Defense on the line and discipline has been poor. Yeah, 100%. Uh, still a capable top four side. Mine at Crossroads, 100%. Mate, couldn't agree more. Uh, Dragon memes and memes. And, yep, thanks for the chat, mate. Says, just fixed goal line defense and some ill discipline. Just checking on Terry. Uh, looks like he's back. You there, Terry? Well, we'll go back to what we were doing. Uh, saying ill discipline. Ah, oh, Terry's unavailable. All right, I just I guess I'll just keep talking. Uh, so going back to Dream, says fix the goal line defense and some ill discipline. Yep, seems to be a very, very common theme. Uh, got a couple of Panthers trolls. That's okay. Uh, H-Man says our defense has been poor since the finals. We played some big boys. We've conceded 32, 38, 27, 30, 24. Uh, he says our draw was kind last year. Look, it was. We beat who we did. And he does say Sharks beat who was in front of him. Uh, looks like Terry's back finally. How you doing, mate? Yeah, I'm not sure what happened there. That's really? a good. I just carried us as usual for a couple of minutes. Going back to Moylan, three tries. Yeah, three tries. They've come uh, from the boot. Uh, they've come from ball play. So, um, yeah, look, I, I just the one the one thing about Moylan is he has that inkling to bring Will Kennedy into the game, and uh, I worry. That if, if it's Trindle and, and Hines, but then you see that bromance between Trindle and Kennedy. So I think they'll be able to find it, and I think you've just got to make it work. Yeah, 100%. I just, uh, just read through a whole heap of comments, mate, so if you want to take over for a little bit. Yeah. Um, the next one, defence worse or better under fits. Now, I'll, I'll go for the first uh, part of this year. Last year, we were the third best defensive team in the competition. And we were very close to being the first, the, the best defensive team in the competition. In fact, if Newcastle had scored 16 points on us in round uh, 25, we would have been the best defensive team in the competition. Exponentially um, better. Yeah. Where it gets really bad is that 
in the finals, we conceded 70 points. And to start this year, we have conceded 71 points. To be fair, though, everyone's conceded a lot of points this year because of the heat, and I think the attacking's up. The defence is good, but I'm a little bit worried of the manner of the tries because we're conceding a lot of barge-overs from pretty standard forwards. So that's got to stop. Yeah, the other thing as well for mine, it looks like our defensive structure has changed because, you know, Sione Katoa was so compressed um, for that first Albert Hopperwhitey try that when White threw that ball, you know, Hopperwhitey's five metres out from the line, because I had to turn and chase, you're never going to make that tackle. Like, even Addo Carr's not going to make that tackle. No, no, I, I don't know what's going on with the wingers. They're compressing... They, you know, we've, or you especially, have told Ronaldo, perhaps it's better to stay on your wing. Same's got to go for Katoa. Two weeks in a row. Yeah. Yeah, you can, and the thing is, like, you shouldn't be getting, you shouldn't be getting beaten that, that far there. But the, the issue for mine that we have at the moment is, it comes back from the middle as being soft as puppy shit. Give a penalty away, give a penalty away, get a set restart. Their forwards dominate us through the middle. We're scrambling and then they spread it, and they've got the numbers. Mm-hmm. That's the issue that I have there with the defence. Mm-hmm. Uh, just, just quickly, place. Terry, there was a spot, there was a, I think I think we might have got a six again, where Kafusi and Royce Hunt, I believe it was, dominated that set, and we just scored off the end of that. That doesn't yeah. happen enough. No, it doesn't. Yeah, Kafusi made that incredible run, Hunt, you know, backed up, and that was Hunt was back on the field. Quick play the ball, and then uh, yeah, then Nakora scored, and then we just kind of went away from doing what we needed to do. Yeah. Um, next question: uh, How long do we persevere with Talakai at centre? Look, as long as it takes. Um, I don't think the issue has been Talakai, and I've said this, and again, we've just raised that point that the forwards get dominated in the middle and they spread it wide. Mm-hmm. That left edge has got. Something going wrong with it. Um, between Moylan and Teague and Talakai, they're just not communicating. And I think I, I don't want to kick him because he's been getting kicked a lot online. But a lot of it has to do with Moylan this year. Mm-hmm. It does. A lot of it has to do with Moylan and his inability to read or put his body on the line or uh, take and absorb contact. And so Teague's got to come in and then Talakai's got to come in and then Talakai's man scores and all of a sudden Talakai's just the worst defender of all time. And Talakai has his flaws, okay? He's, he, he, you know, his lateral movement is not that good and Milk turns quicker than him. But in terms of reading a defence and in terms of hitting someone one-on-one, he's very good. In terms of what he gives us at centre, he gives us 180 metres a game. A game. Mm-hmm. Right? And now people want to take that away from the centres and put it on the bench and just go, well, he can have the same impact. No, he can't. You watch when a kick goes downfield, Will, ta- Will Kennedy takes the bomb. He's tackled. The wingers take a hit up. The next man in is always Sifatalakai. You know the the amount of ground that he covers, and then he takes those he takes those shit hit ups. In playing in the pigs, you take that away from him. Yes, but he doesn't offer much in attack. Now you, you can you can say 180 meters, but how many tries has he scored this year? That's what that's and I'm playing devil's advocate here because I agree with what you said. Yeah. But this is why we're getting that question because he's not scoring the tries that you heard be Farnworth and Katoni Stags up. Yeah. 
How, how, how many times did we give Sifatalakai the ball in the 20 on the weekend? I can't remember it once. Twice. They Twice. Got, see, minutes. That, that is why these questions are being asked. Yeah. How many times did Jesse Ramian get the ball in the 20 on the weekend? Like four, and he scored once Three or times. twice. Yeah. Three times he got the ball inside the opposition 20 on the weekend. He scored a try once. Yep. So, yeah, he's not scoring the tries that he did last year, but we're not creating the opportunities. And when we, do, we don't give him the fucking ball. Exactly right. But the questions are going to keep being asked yeah. for that. Now, yeah. the obvious reason this keeps getting answered is because people are getting very excited by the Kylie Rowe highlights. They are very, very good, but what you're not seeing is he's piss weak in defence. We saw it first him conceded three tries on the way, way worse than Talakai. And I'm I'm Eero's biggest fan that doesn't have his surname. So I'm not I'm not bagging the kicks, I don't like him. I want him playing, but right now he's not up to it. The only other option we got is Connor Tracy. His hundred and eighty meters aren't the same as Talakai's hundred meters. I would like to see Sifa if someone's going to take that ridiculous crash play that I fucking hate, should be Talakai taking it, not Cam McInnes. So I expect a big improvement maybe as soon as this weekend. The only option that I will have over Talakai at centre is Ronaldo at centre and Stone Street on the wing. Otherwise, you can't come to me with someone who's better than Sipa Talakai. You can't tell me it's Kaoli Rowe because he's dirt mm-hmm. in defence moment and he... He needs this whole year in New South Wales Cup. He does. Right? And you can't tell me it's Connor Tracy because he's dirt. Yeah, so it's, the, it's only, the only option that I'm living for, if we're going to blow that left edge up, is Ronaldo moves in and Stone Street uh, goes to the wing, but Siffa starts and Teague goes to the bench. And then you probably lose Teague Wilton to free agency. That, well, look, that's what I'm worried about. The other quick fix is putting Wade Graham back in when he comes in to try and get that left edge talking. I think you've got to sacrifice a few more tries and not go that route because Teague Wilton's the future of that left edge and you've got to do anything you do to control him. So, look, I, I see I see why these questions are being asked and, and yeah, I do agree to a point, but yeah. I, don't, I don't think he's the issue. I think it's I think it's one in. I think it's Matt Moyle. Yeah, I, well, I think it's the whole team in general. They're just they're down for some reason. <laughs> Next question, Will Kennedy, uh, with the form that he's in, has he become our long-term fullback? Yes. Yes. Unless Joe Manu says, boys... It's it's Kennedy. Healthy Kennedy is an elite fullback. Mm-hmm. You know his stats at his stats at the moment are leading most fullbacks in the competition. I say most because there's uh, Tom Turbo, yep, this uh, and Breeze and Dylan Edwards running meters are like nothing you've ever seen before. Like mm-hmm. that guy will get two hundred meters every game, like mm-hmm. every single game. Dylan Edwards, but in terms of tries, in terms of try assists, in terms of involvement, Will Kennedy was putting kicks in on the weekend. He started the year off in insane form, like he did last year, mm-hmm. and then he got hurt, and then we saw Lockie Miller, and then we saw Kate Dykes, and everyone forgot about Will Kennedy, and now they're gone. Dykes is hurt. Will Kennedy's fit and healthy. All of a sudden, we're seeing why Will Kennedy's been the best fullback at the club since 2020. Yep, no, Will Kennedy's fantastic. Definitely our chance. Um, look, there are players that can go in if Kennedy, you know, is injured, but I'm just... He's been our best player this year, plain and simple. Uh, he's been one of the top three. He hasn't been the best for mine, but he's been one of the top three. Yep, I'm happy with that. Would, would uh, you say Nakora is number one? I would say Britain Nakora has been number one, and then I would say it's a fight to the death, and I could hear either way for Trindle or Kennedy. Completely fair. So, so top three at worst. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, 
Now, had, at the beginning of the season, if you said to me that our best three players after three games would be Nakora, Trindle and Kennedy, I probably would have laughed in your face. Uh, question, what is holding Blake Braley back? The obvious answer is lack of talent. Um, I think there's another answer in there that could be lack of size. There's another answer in there that could be lack of heart, a lack of courage, lack of ability to run, lack of ability to do anything. Um, he's pathetic. He's honestly one of the worst players that we have fielded uh, in the last decade. And we've fielded guys by the name of Jeff Robson, Mark Tafua, Chad Townsend. Uh, you know, going back years before that, let's go back 15 years, we had Corey Hughes. Mm-hmm. And I would beg for Corey Hughes over this fucking incompetent dud that we have in the number nine jersey. What's even worse is the foresight and the forward planning of this club that has not put any effort into finding a significant number nine. Now, I know people say we've got Jaden Barrow, who's the Q Cup player of the year or whatever a couple of years ago. He was fantastic in New South Wales Cup. That's his level. The fact that we haven't even looked, and because Cam McInnes has changed his body too much, he can't play hooker now. Mm. The fact that we haven't even looked at a utility is alarming. But what's holding Braley back is Blake Braley because he's shit. Look, yeah, I and think. I don't fuck what anyone says. Come at me if you want. He ran for 16 metres on the weekend in 80 minutes. Danny Levo ran for 14 metres in three. Tom Starling punked this motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, he I... significantly upgraded his contract. is disgusting. He's He's just fucked. That's what it is. He's fucked. There's no other answer for it. I can't really argue, mate. I'm not. He's not giving me. <laughs> Try and argue with me. You can't. He's, he's shit. Well, he hasn't. He hasn't given me much to use. Now, the reason I think that he's get he gets targeted in defence. Obviously, have to look at him. He's fucking crap. Yeah, he's small, so he gets targeted. Now, I I had a good stat. My brother mentioned uh, a former Bow Main player. Work uh, they work out together at the gym. He said that Braley's um concedes so many post-contact metres. He'll stop the bloke, but he doesn't stop him dead. I don't think he can play 80 minutes. I, I think he, you got to play McInnes. you got to play... I, I hate to see Trendle at nine. you got to put Beryl on the bench. You've got, you've got to do something. He cannot play 80 minutes because I can't remember the last time he ran. Vossi wanted me to ask you, and I'm not going to because I know what the response will be. When's the last time he set up a try that wasn't a kick behind or a crash play that worked out? I can't remember the last time he had a run of any significance. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's, there's only so much you can say about him. Like, defensively, he's great. Okay, defensively, he makes his 50 tackles every week. And last year, you know, he made the second most tackles in the NRL, you know, behind Reid Marnie. Mm-hmm. Reid Marnie, like, also set up tries, and he's also an elite player, has a kicking game, and will run the ball, and isn't a cat. This guy, like, yeah, he makes all the tackles you want, but this isn't the NFL. No. Motherfucker, you got to do something with the ball. you got to do something. You now, we... double it to your, to your halfback or throw it to your second rower and get stared at every week or throw it to a prop or throw it to... Like, you got to do something. He seems indecisive. He picks the ball up, takes a step and passes it. Either pass the ball or run. Don't half-ass it. Now, we did give him a lot of grief when, when he first came up because Chad Townsend was overruling him a lot. Mm-hmm. That's not there anymore. No. So, mate, I'm running real, real thin on excuses. We, I, we, I think we're living we, on... Character, 
which character was it in the Wizard of Oz that was lacking courage? Because that's him. The lion. And lacking a heart, which was the Tin Man. Yeah, so that's him. That's him combined. Look, fair enough. I, I hope is he comes out and proves this wrong. No, no, no courage. Get out of the team. But it's Shit. been a it's been a long time. I'm gonna leave it at that. Terry's Terry's at his say. I like it. Uh, R.L. Ford's lacking size. No, no. Hamlin Urelli is huge. Royce Hunt is huge. Toby Rudolph isn't small. Teague Wilton isn't small. And Decora is a very undersized back rower, but he, this year he's playing well above. Mm-hmm. You know, this year he's playing well above everything you want. Jack Williams is, is an Adonis. Dale Finucane isn't small. Cam McInnes has got the biggest arms in the world. So we're not lacking size. We're just, we're lacking effort is what it is. Yeah, look, Fisher-Harris is the same size as um, Ueli. Yeah. Uh, there was another one I had too, a really... Um, so Ruben Cotter, who's one of the better pr- props, he's not bigger than any of our props. No. It's a, we're not playing... To the size. Ueli hasn't... You know, Ueli in 2020 was unstoppable. Ueli in 2023, his brother outplayed him on the weekend. So it's not a size thing. Although I do concede we are missing a giant forward, which hopefully we got playing for Newtown this weekend. Yeah, Ueli was really good in his second stint on the weekend. Like, really, really good. He made some some damaging runs. Don't get me wrong, Royce Hunt made some damaging runs as well. The problem is they're few and far between. Agreed. Yeah. Um, the last question I have is, what's worse, Dan's head or his football knowledge? Definitely my head. I know football good. And I'm funny yeah. too, so fuck you. Yeah. Uh, I, I put, I answered, that was the only question I answered, and it was definitely head. And did that come from you or Kay? Uh, neither. It came from uh, Mick. Mick, good dude. Yeah, good friend of mine, I, I guess. Yeah, so, look, let us know what you think in the comments. I'll put this out in a couple of minutes. Um, this Sunday, mate, we've got 15 minutes left. Mm-hmm. Shark Park V2. Let's uh, – you going? I am. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'll be there. I, um, I'm going to drive out. Um, it's easy for me to, to drive out and drive home. Mm. Uh, haven't had a look at the Dragons team. Yeah, I was quite busy at work and then, uh, you know, some appointments afterwards. But um, Moses and Byers at nine, Little's on the bench. That's the only change, no development. Okay. Um, so, in terms of the Dragons team, it's not much to write home about. You shut down Ben Hunt, you shut down their entire team. Um, I'm going to say this again, and I hate kicking the, and I hate flogging the dead horse, but. If our number nine gets outplayed by most Sumbaya and Jacob Little, I'm going to have a fucking coronary. Mm-hmm. Um, we should win this game mm-hmm. by 20 points like we did last year yep. and not by six like we did last year. We should we should win this game and win it well. Now, we can't fall into the trap that, oh, Nico's back when things get down. He's, you know, no, everyone needs to play around Nico and make his job easier. Don't mm-hmm. make Nico carry you. Make his job easier. Run hard. Tackle harder. Don't drop the ball. Score your tries, meat potatoes. We win this game by twenty. Dan, we have a nice fight against going to the Warriors at home the following Sunday. It should, it should be. It's as simple as that. We got to beat this team. They're not better than us anywhere. Jason Sewer worries. The, uh, Jason Sewer worries the hell out of me. Their middles don't. If we don't win this battle up the middle, so help me God, I'm willing to say season over. If you don't beat the, if you lose the Dragons, you're fucked. Yeah. I hate them. I hate them. On that note, no hail, no hail. Fuck the hail. How am I, Mom?